believe the unbelievable of God's word and believe in life. You know, humanity is to take God's word as tongues and prophecy go hand This is Young Ecclesia Nation. Let your heart be flooded with light as you listen to the word of God in ministration. I'm Pastor Adubu God bless you. And write everything down. Boldness, 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 Kadayaba. Boldness, boldness, boldness. Rikataya da 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 there's communion, ha ha, and the rap and da 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 ha ha ka la ka da 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 da. For it's not speaking to your hearts. Be sensitive. Be aware. Be conscious. Accept that I'm speaking to your hearts. Zekre de doza. I'm in your presence, Lord, and your presence is in me. Pata ya da da. I'm in your presence, Lord, and your presence is in me. I'm in your presence, Lord, and your presence is in me. Let's be aware for a second. Be aware, be conscious of who lives on your inside. Just be conscious. Pray in the Holy Ghost, but be conscious. Just imagine him on your inside. Be conscious, be aware of who lives on your inside. Be aware. Just be aware. Be aware of a real person on your inside, of a life on your inside. The life that made the universe, the life that made you lives inside you. The life that created you is in you. The person who made you, the person who loves you and died for you is in you. Just fellowship with him, heart to heart. Just fellowship with him. Vieri vovri vri ira ar alura shantala badadas. He made the atonement. He atoned for your sins. He accepts you. For the Bible says you are accepted in the beloved. Just fellowship with him this evening. Fellowship with him. He is able. He's able. He's able. Ha ha ha. Karabaladido sudododoshaladada. Handialadadosa. Even as I'm speaking, I just see my heart. It's a girl. It's a female on this side. You know? It's as if you just know he's dropping things that you should write down, but you're not writing. He says, write those things down. You know it's you. Female on this side. Karabaladada. Zumbre bala panda yadaka zadeduzash. Ha ha. Zekla daka 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 daka. 
Speaking in tongues is not just an activity we do, it's fellowship. Shataya, you speak, you interpret. You speak it, you interpret it. You speak it, interpret it. It's like, it's like, you know, it's like you speaking and getting a reply. It's like speaking and getting a reply is a conversation. You know, it's a conversation. You speak, you get a reply. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We just give you glory. Thank you for all you're set to do in this meeting. Give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can be seated in an orderly fashion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, one day these recordings will be heard all over the world. Yes, they will be. So God help you if you are the one misbehaved and your name is mentioned. <laughs> it means you also be heard all over the world. You know, Jesus said of the woman who um, who wiped his feet with her hair, I think, who broke that perfume and then, I'm trying to remember, I think there are two accounts of it. One is that it was perfume and that one was that she used her tears uh-huh, and then her hair to wipe after she used the tears to wash his feet. That must have been some serious crime. Then use her hair to wipe it. And Jesus said of this woman, said, wherever the gospel is preached, you understand? Wherever the gospel is preached, you know, wherever, to paraphrase, she will be remembered or something. Wherever the gospel, you know, that's, that's, that's a, an extremely high honor. You know what that means? An extremely high honor. Like now, we're talking about her right now. You see what I'm saying? Because of something she did for the master. Amen. So forget the first analogy I was using, but it's a serious thing to think about. That woman just coming before Jesus and giving all she had, all she, you know, expressing herself that way. She was so grateful. And I think it's there that Jesus made a statement that said, if you, that, you know, I think it's he who loves much will be forgiven much. Let's see if I'm correct. Oh, no, sorry. The one who is love, uh, who will love more. I think that was the statement. Maybe it's on that place. Okay. Okay, this starts Luke chapter 7, verse 47. 
maybe 37. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, that's from verse 37, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears. Oh my goodness, this is, this is something else. You know, you have to understand that this is not about him being a man or something. This is God, you know what I'm saying? This is God. No man is worthy to take worship. See that? See, this is, this is worship right here. It says, weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. You know, another version of this actually says, um, maybe it's down here you're going to see that Jesus told when the owner of the house, they know that there are several, you know, the four gospels have, when the owner of the house complained and said, uh, you know, in his heart, oh, you know, that, that's just as a bad guy. In his heart, the guy complained and just picked it. He said, I think it was the Simon, I came to your house, he didn't give me water to wash my feet because they were always walking on dusty roads. And normally, the custom is you enter a house, you know, there's water, you wash your feet. He said, I entered your house, you didn't give me water to wash my feet. He said, But this woman, ever since, has not stopped kissing my feet. Or something like that. So that just gives you a, con- the co- a context of what she did. Like, it's not like the feet were all, oh my goodness, the, Lord, the Lord's feet. Eh? Those feet were very dead. And with her tears, she washed her feet. With her hair, she wiped them. And then with her lips, she kissed them. <laughs> That's honor. You know, when I study your Bible, you must be able to repaint the scenario. Amen? Sometimes when you are able to look into and understand the context of it, you now better appreciate what the person did. Verse 39 says, Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spoke within himself, say, look at that, he spoke where? Within himself. <laughs> to the man in Christ, even your thoughts are not safe, amen? They are not safe. Kada, yada, da, kada, la, kado, sopo, yada. There are too many things that are rushing my mind to want to teach or, or, or share or whatever. Uh-uh. Nah. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spoke within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known. <laughs> if he were a prophet. Notice they also saw him as a prophet, not the Son of God. If he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touched him, for she is a sinner. What a hypocrite. And we're going to see his hypocrisy very soon. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have something to say to you. <laughs> so Christ answers thoughts. Do you see that? Christ answers thoughts. Someone said we answer thoughts in Christ, amen? And then once Christ answered the tree. <laughs> yes. Because when he went there and did not see it was a declaration to him, he answered it. Someone said, I have an answer. So this guy was thinking to himself. 
Yeah, the guy's thoughts were loud. <laughs> and Jesus answering said unto him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, Master, say on. <laughs> say, sir, go ahead, go ahead. Said there was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one who owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me therefore which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he who he forgave most. And he said unto him, You have rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, See you this woman, I entered into your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears. You see that? And wiped them with the hairs of her head. You gave me no kiss. That means you didn't greet me, please. They were not mouthing it in those days. You gave me no kiss. Of course, it was this, you know, side chick kind of thing. But this woman, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil you did not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. See that? He said, Wherefore I say unto you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Do you see that? So, I want you to think of something here. Because you see a stark comparison between the man and the woman. That's the person who invited him. You understand? Because he kept on using the man and said, you did this. You didn't do this, you did it. You didn't do this, you did it, right? He now said that she has been forgiven much, right? So she loves much. And he says, he who um, loves little has been what? Forgiven little. Now, it's tempting for you to think that in that context, you know, maybe that the Pharisee or the man who invited him was learning less of a sinner than this woman. You know that, right? It's tempting, if you don't understand, that's why you study your entire Bible, to understand the context of forgiveness of sins. That man was not any better than that woman. Her own was just more public. She was a prostitute, you know what I'm saying? So it was more public. His own sins were more private, you know, respected man. You know, there's private and public sins. They know, for example, in Lagos, there are ladies who stand on Allen Avenue and you call them prostitutes. But there are also girls in Unilag, you understand? Those maybe prostitutes may collect maybe, I don't know, 10K, 15K per client. But there are girls in Unilag, you understand, who don't stand on the curb. Amen? It's through WhatsApp that arrangements are made. <laughs> you know? It's through IG. And the guy rolls up in a Lexus, rolls up, you know, in a Phantom or something like that. Takes her out. This one comes complimentary with drinks. They go out, they eat and everything. And then ends up in a hotel room, very tush hotel room that's like 100k a night. You understand? And then, you know, this one, he sends her a transfer of maybe 250,000. It's not the same thing. It's the exact same thing. You get what I'm saying? But then you know how it is that with the social construct, we say she's a shameless whore, and this one is refined. You know what I'm saying? This one is, uh, you know, is refined. But it's the same thing. Are you with me? So we can't use man's standards to determine sin. We can't use the way man sees things to determine what is right or not. No, the standard is God. The standard is Christ. So you see two of them. 
she has been on you know non a non prostitute because he said if 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 he knew you know if he knew who was kissing his feet that means they all know her you know what she does is not private anymore is known that this is how this woman is in Lagos they say Ashao is known and she's already condemned for it but you know someone just, someone was just was telling us you guys don't understand that if you commit you know that if you lost in your heart look at the woman lostful in your heart you've committed adultery or you you know yes you fornicated so you know the funny thing you will see a respectful respectable man like simon you understand condemning a woman like that publicly or probably in his mind admiring her and wanting to you know join the ranks you know what i'm saying hi man hi if only you know just one night just one night in his mind he's playing you know these thoughts are playing in the mind and so he thinks himself better because he's not committed an act at least an external act because you see thoughts are actions too kind of in god's eyes thoughts are acts so you see the standard and so you that's why i said simon was a hypocrite because to him he, he needed little forgiveness you know what i'm saying say maybe once in a while i do this i do that i do that but she she's an ashawo but you know to god those things are the same they're the same so and it's 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 very um interesting that society is like that in many areas many times we feel we're better than other people because of the kind of let me use the word um acceptable behaviors acceptable behaviors we look at you know there's there's honestly many people have there's this i'm better at least i did try you know what i'm saying i you heard, heard that statement i did try i've heard it before i did try but honestly if not for christ you are nothing better than a murderer you're not you're not better than a murderer you're not better than a thief you're not better than an adulterer and that's why the bible says talks about christ being the propitiation of, of our sins and not just our sins but the sins of the whole world that should be first john the sins of the whole world that means all the world remember we talked before the bible says that all mouths that the law comes that all mouths may be stopped and everyone may be declared guilty before god so the law tells you that you are a sinner the lord brings the righteous standard and says can you keep it you can't so there's a problem with you you are a sinner you can't come before god on your own merits this man was self-righteous but the woman understood that she had been loved much what simon did not understand was that he also had been loved much do you understand what i'm saying aha uh-huh. because you see god's love is his forgiveness are you with me god's love is his forgiveness so jesus says wherefore i say unto you her sins which are many are forgiven for she loved much but to whom little is forgiven the same loves little now this is simon loving little but not knowing he's been forgiven much did you see that it also tells you that your love work will be strongly dependent on your understanding of how much you've been forgiven your love work let me say it again your love work will be highly dependent on your understanding of how much you've been forgiven so the reason you can't let go of somebody is because you don't understand how much was let go for you 
And you know, that's, that's Christ's basis for forgiveness. All these things that we say, uh, forgive, not just for the person, but for yourself. All those things that we used to say. Don't forgive because of, the, forgive because of you. It's like drinking poison and hoping someone else will die. Is that kind of true? Possibly. You understand what I'm saying? There's a side to it. But what is the biblical basis for forgiveness? You've been forgiven. Simple. I'm trying to remember the things John said, be, be kind, tender hearted, forgiving one another as you have been forgiven. Why do we forgive? Why do we, you know? Why do we make peace with people? Because God made peace with us when we're the rebels. It's as simple as that. So when you see a believer who refuses to forgive, who holds grudges, you are looking at somebody. You understand? Because there's two sides to this. There's the one understanding who you now are, right? That you cannot but forgive. Your nature is forgiveness. But you also have to realize what happened to you. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a combination of the two. Number one, that you have been forgiven much. He who loves little has been forgiven little. Or let me put it like this. He who loves little is the one who is not conscious of how much has been forgiven. See that? Your consciousness of how much... So, so look at this. That means that when we're talking about forgiveness, you understand? Remember we spoke about consciousness like two weeks ago. Forgiveness will be dependent on your consciousness of how much you've been forgiven. The awareness of how much you've been forgiven. There is no higher commodity on earth than the forgiveness of sins. There is no higher purchasing power on earth than the forgiveness of sins. There is nothing that was more expensive than forgiveness of sins. Nothing is more expensive. That was the most expensive thing ever. The most expensive thing ever. Your sins. I always say forgiveness of sins is not I forgive you. Uh -uh. Forgiveness of sin is a legal term. Is that you were an offense. Somebody paid. It was paid for. God did not hold a grudge in his heart at first. Then when he's like just knocking and die, say, oh forgive them. On the cross, forgive them. You know what they do. I said it's true, Sha. We should forgive you. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. God says it's not good though. We should be keeping growth like this. Though. We should just forgive and be Jesus, right? Yes! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's just forgive them. Let's let, let, let it go for now, for now, for now. Let's let it go. You know? Then the moment you get born again, they start counting again for you. You know, it's those kinds of faulty understanding of God's love that makes a believer... I'm trying to find the word. What is it? Psychology? Was it dyslexic or... You know the one that... This moment like this, Abi, was it? Bipolar Abi? I don't know. Thank God I don't know all those terms. <laughs> that kind of thing creates anxiety inside you. When, ha, okay, he has forgiven my sins, but to this point... Some of you, when I lie, forgiven, steal, forgiven, cheat, forgiven, you know, they start entering into fornicate. Hey, guy, you okay? No, <laughs> slap your you mad, pa. You know what I'm saying? And the blood of Christ is limited, limited edition, limited. This one, you know, 
as one very useless, uh, it's useless actually, useless joke those days. I said one guy was just going around and he smoking blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. <laughs> and they got to a point, a voice came and said, The blood don't finish. Don't say it again, it don't finish. Of course, that's quite silly. No, no. I think last week we were doing Hebrews. And if you were not here last week, get the teaching on tele- I put that on Telegram. It was powerful. You know what I'm saying? Powerful. So he who forgives little. You understand, is conscious, his consciousness is very small concerning forgiveness of sins. He who forgives much, his consciousness is extremely high. And let me tell you the truth about it is that you can never exhaust the expansion of consciousness of the forgiveness of your sins. Hope I can say that again the way I said it. <laughs> exhaust uh-huh, that expansion of the, your consciousness. Of the forgiveness of sins meaning that it's something that you look into the word again and you you know you realize you don't just realize that fresh your understanding expands your appreciation expands you know that song that all oh, the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of God never-ending you know what I'm saying what Jesus did on the cross has infinite implications it's in like man's mind, you would have to be, you know, like how I put it. I think eternity is where we'll be able to properly grasp the concept of that love. I don't think time is enough. Because you see, I always learn it. Time is not enough to grasp it to. Oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Is that that's why the more you stay on it, you must be taught. They teach you today, it expands. Wow. They teach you tomorrow, it expands again. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? And as that happens, there's capacity in your mind. Because first of all, your mind has to comprehend it. Your mind is a problem. Your mind has to comprehend it to and open, expand, to accept it. So every time the love of God comes to you with knowledge, through knowledge, it is pushing the boundaries of your mind. Saying, you are still thinking too small about how much I love you. You are still thinking too little of how much you have been forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Of course, to know how much you've been forgiven, you must know what you did. <laughs> See that? You must know what you did. The Bible calls us dead in our trespasses. That is, trespass means you overstepped the boundary. You did something against someone. Dead in that trespass, there's no way out. <laughs> so, the more you study, the more you study, it expands. The more you pray the Pauline prayers, you look in the Word, it expands your understanding. The more you study your Bible, it expands. A person who expands in his understanding of that love, there's no way, it, 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 it just flows, you know what I'm saying? God's love for you, when you grasp it, what happens is that that love, the nature, how will I put it? The knowledge of his love for you, right, aligns with the nature of love in you. It aligns. It's like, <laughs> the more you are able to understand it, the more it expands. Then, you know, the more your capacity, your mind, you get. Because, first of all, there's the accepting of the fact that he loves you. And then that leads you to accepting that you can love others the same way. 
And that's why we say that there's nothing you cannot forgive. Because God's love is forgiveness. There's nothing you cannot forgive. It's a consciousness. So they killed my family. Is that really bad? Yes. But when you understand the eternal implications of your own sin, you know, we have eternal salvation, but there was eternal damnation. It's not prison that ends in 10 years or 100 years. You know, I don't know if this is still true, but I heard some people, their prison sentence is so long. Some people have maybe some several lifetimes of prison sentence. That is not one lifetime, several lifetimes. That even when you die, they chain your grave. <laughs> Say, guy, I continue serving this sentence. So it's an it's eternal damnation. Eternal meaning forever. Meaning you could never get out of it. In fact, let me say this. The idea of serving your sentence is pride. Is, 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 a, is pride. You can't even serve it. Like, you know, you serve, you serve your sentence and then work out. This one is continuous service. You can't get out. You were dead. A dead thing can do nothing for itself. Put it, better put it like this. The dead could not, we were dead, so we could not even initiate, you know, initiate anything with God, initiate a response, or initiate a rescue. We could not initiate anything. Because a man is dead, all his works, everything he tries is also dead. That's the man's state. You can't initiate anything. You can't. So, soaking on that understanding of forgiveness, soaking on it, staying on it, I've been forgiven. This woman, you understand, came and obviously it wasn't probably her first running with Jesus. But the woman came and you know some people will see that washing of his hair and all that stuff as begging. Do you understand? Please, what? Forgive me. Do you get what I'm saying? They will see it like that. But, but from Jesus' statement, it wasn't that. He wasn't coming to beg, forgive me, no. He clearly explicitly said the one who what knows how much who has been forgiven much what love much so what she did was an expression of our understanding an expression of her understanding and he said to her your sins are forgiven Verse 50, and he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Mm. That, that's interesting. Your faith has what? Saved you. Go in what? Peace. An interesting equation is forming here. If Jesus says that this woman knows she's been forgiven much, right? And so she loves much, right? Her love being expressed in what she did. You get what I'm saying? Aha. <laughs> and he calls it faith. He calls it faith. And this action is faith. So what was she doing? Her action was a response to what he would do. 
You know he had not died yet. When he, you know, you have to understand the Bible, when Jesus told people your sins are forgiven, it's not there was forgiven. No. no. It was when he died. So she took an action, she took a step, and you understand. She loved. So look at this. The love that she loved was from a point of forgiveness. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. The love she loved, because honestly, if you read it, it looks like she maybe wanted, she was just sorry for her sins and coming to beg. No, 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 no. He called it faith. So what she did, as she was rubbing, you know, doing all those things, you get, she was resting in a knowledge. That was faith in Christ. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, she was resting in knowledge. As a knowledge that, no, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yes, probably she had heard him teach. She had heard, so she put faith in him. Are you with me? She put faith in him. How did she do that? You get the gratitude a person would experience when he has been forgiven. She began to demonstrate it here. I never saw that. That's powerful. Jesus calls it faith. And this is her faith. So, the question will now be, this is a woman who is acting like she's been forgiven. <laughs> she's acting it out. You know, that's faith. She comes and cries. The tears were not, ah, forgive me. No. The tears were a revelation. She goes there and that's Gratitude. That's gratitude. See that? That's gratitude. And Bible says he loved much. So the question will now be, if this is a woman who was not saved, Christ had not died yet, this is an expression. What would the man in Christ who is experiencing the forgiveness do? How would he or she love? How would you love? <laughs> That's quite interesting. How would you love? How would love be expressed through you? There's a revelation that this woman, because you have to understand, her coming into, to come into that man's house, you know, if you read it, because people, some important people were always following Jesus, so probably felt that by association, they went to heaven. I don't know for them. But, you know, because it says here, um, And one of the Pharisees desired that he wait to him. So he was a Pharisee. A Pharisee. Very prominent guy. You know what I'm saying? These were the doctors of the law. They were the ones who t- were teaching the law. So they were, in quote, the most righteous. To be a Pharisee in that time was like one of the highest attainments of the Jewish, you know, culture. So you see, when Paul was talking about his experience, talking about the fact that Gamaliel, a Pharisee, raised him to become a Pharisee. You know? In fact, I think he said a Pharisee of Pharisees, not just that's top notch. So a Pharisee invites Jesus to come and eat in his house. And the woman, I mean, there were lots of people following Jesus all the time. Prominent people. This is a Pharisee. So prominent people, you understand, were there. And this is a woman known for being a harlot. But because of a revelation, you understand what I'm saying, of forgiveness. Because of that, you know, gratitude. Probably, you know, and this is just me making anyway, I won't talk because I don't like to do theory, but I'm not sticking to what I saw there, which is that it was faith. If it was faith, that means 
even the woman pushing through, you get that social, um, what's the word? Stigma, you know what I'm saying, of being prostitute. Because, I mean, when she came in there, she was not welcome. You know what I'm saying? That man would never open his doors to her. Oh, yeah, she, she, this is, she became shameless, you know what I'm saying? She became shameless because of revelation. Faith in what he would do. Faith in the way he saw her, you know what I'm saying? It means that when Christ looked at people, he didn't look at, look at them like sinners. He looked at them like the forgiven. You know, it's men that call you sinner. Christ doesn't, never will call you sinner. It's an interesting case study. I've not seen some things. And this is one thing, you know, I always say that there's a teacher outside and a teacher inside. And when the teacher who teaches must be taught by the teacher. And there are times when the teacher, the external teacher, is teaching those who are being taught. And the teacher on the inside is teaching the teacher who is teaching others. Sorry, today I'm just lyrical. <laughs> but it's true. Many times I realize that when I come to teach, I learn more. There's just something about the power of the Spirit. That you're just teaching something. You're just, I never seen, saw that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because, I mean, look at that. He said your faith saved you, right? And he said your sins are forgiven. We know that this is only in redemption that this could happen. Are you seeing that? Only in redemption these things could happen. So anywhere you see in the, in the four gospels, you're saying your sins are forgiven. Forget it though, it was when he rose from the dead. You know what I'm saying? A- anybody who would receive it then was receiving it by faith. You know what I'm saying? By faith. Are you with me? For example, you had the man that was paralyzed. Yes, the man that was paralyzed. They brought, they opened that thing and brought him. And he said, Your sins are forgiven me. Then he said, Rise up and walk. You get. He couldn't, his sins could not be forgiven at that point. Are you with me? Even when Jesus said the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, that power, and it was in that same context, he says to show you that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins, he told him to get up. But it was not that right there that man's sins was forgiven. Because you see, Christ could not come and offset the order of things. Because if, think about it, if he could have forgiven that man right there, why did he have to die? Why did he go to the cross? There's no point now. Don't let us all queue, line up as we're being born, Go, just believe. He says, I absolve you of your sin. Abby, just do that. Amen? Okay. <laughs> I'm really learning something. I know I'm learning something. Fine, no, this is not my topic. <laughs> Some people have gotten used to me saying that. It's not my topic. It's not. So let's go to my topic. Hey. Amen. So, let's open to Colossians. The book of Colossians. Colossians. I want to start from chapter 1, but chapter 1 is boring. I'm joking. Yes, I'm joking. Blasphemy. No, but I think it's because what I gleaned from chapter 2. So, okay, so Colossians 2. 
Of course, Colossians 1 has a lot of uh, vital ingredients, but we're going to look at Colossians 2. And today is really more of a study. When I say study, we're just going to be reading down and gleaning. Are you with me? Just reading down. And I believe that from this, some of you will also learn how better to read your Bibles. Amen? Amen? Aha. Uh-huh. Let's show the world that we are <laughs> vibrant. So, Colossians 2, Paul writes to Colossians, says, For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery now of God and of the Father of Christ. Paul was really deep. Verse 3, in whom we hid, we are hid all, sorry, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you or deceive you or defraud you with enticing words. For though I am absent in the flesh, in the flesh then, you know, in context will be what? In the body. Amen? In the flesh you mean in the body. We've said that sometimes you see in the flesh, you see somewhere else and it doesn't mean the same thing. Abi, how many of you were at school hard knocks? You see it here, it means the body. You see it somewhere else, it means something entirely different. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding you, or beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. So when it says it's with you in the spirit, what does that mean? You know, what does that mean? Is he actually with them physically? No. Amen. But we have the same spirit. Are you with me? You know, when we say you are in the spirit, you are in the spirit, you are in the spirit. You forget that that spirit is in you. Eh? Let, let us sink in small. Say, let us get into the spirit. You forget that the spirit is where? In you. In fact, in a certain context, you are the spirit. Yes. There's been in the spirit as an activity, which is like, you know, for example, um, Peter, sorry, John will say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, right? Meaning that he had, a, it was a spiritual encounter, a spiritual activity, right? But the activity would be happening where? In his spirit, or would be coming from his spirit. You get what I'm saying? Aha. Uh-huh. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, it's an activity. Praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. You get what I'm saying? It's a spiritual activity with a physical expression. See that? Aha. But then there's times when you say in the spirit, you're talking about, okay, for example, you say the realm of the spirit, or yeah, some other context in the spirit. You are talking about in your spirit. You get what I'm saying? Aha. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It, the context is what your spirit. Those days when you say the realm of the spirit, you used to think. Is a realm. <laughs> no, the realm of the spirit is your realm. It's your atmosphere, it's your environment, it's your inside. Amen? Aha. Uh-huh. So we say, I am a realm of the spirit. Yes, I am the realm of the spirit. Thank you for that thunderous silence. So, okay, so it says, Join and beholding your, your order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so what? Walk you in him. So he says, as you have what? Received, right? 
the Lord Jesus. So what? Walk you in him. In other words, as you've received him, you've received Christ, you've received the knowledge, you believed. Do you understand? He now says, what? Walk you in him. That means, you know, I think it's in one, it says, walk worthy of what you've received. That is, let what you've received find expression through you. Let us know that you receive something. Are you with me? Christ is not meant to be bottled up. He is meant to be exposed, expressed in our lives. Whether it's through character, godly character, or through the supernatural, He is meant to be seen. Are you with me? The reason for staying in earthen vessels is number one, that He loves us. But number two is so that He would be seen. When God wanted to be seen by man, he didn't come in a mist. Amen? All the mist they saw in the Old Testament were what? Angels. All those things they saw were angels. When God wanted to be seen by man for the first time, what did he do? He came inside a body. Are you with me? That concept of understanding should let you know that whenever God wants to be seen, he wants to be seen, what? He now comes and dwells inside you. So you now become the presence of God. Are you with me? You become the presence of God that others will now see. That's why you see the scripture that says, Strive for peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see God. Now say, hey, no man shall see God. Behold you, or you don't see God. But no, calm down. Remove the holiness part. Strive for peace with all men, right? Without which what? No man shall see God. Strive for what? Holiness, without which no man shall see God. So, strive for peace with all men, right? All men. Meaning you, strive with who? All men, who obviously are not saved, right? He now says, without which no man. Who is the no man there? The all men. Do you understand what I'm saying? The all men are the no man. So, strive for peace with all men, right? I'm <laughs> seeing it. Strive for peace with all men because if you don't, they will not what? See God. Live a holy life so that all men will what? See God. Meaning that when you don't live peaceably with other people, when you don't live a holy life, do you understand? You are robbing people of the knowledge of God. You are robbing people of God's expression. They will not see God in your life. And they won't want what you have. That's what that thing means. It's not that. Say, <laughs> <See>, brother, <laughs> are you striving for holiness in your life? Hey, <laughs> amen. But did someone get that? Yes. Without which no man shall see God. It's not saying that uh, you won't see God. No, no, no. That's an insult on what Jesus did. Amen. He said, you become the righteousness of God, Christ, God in Christ Jesus. So, so, so where did your own righteousness begin to matter? It only matters in conduct and expression. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter in, in access. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's part of why you also receive rewards. For walking worthy. When people, Because every time you walk worthy of Christ, men see Christ. Do you understand? Every time you walk in the flesh, which is you walk in carnality, you walk in just being like a normal man, they see you. 
they don't see Christ. Yes. So at every point that you are either preventing men from seeing Christ or you are aiding men to see Christ. Somebody getting that? Okay. So he says, so walk in him. Walk in him. Let that life be expressed through you. There's an activity that comes with your salvation. We have, we have been saved from works, but we've been saved unto good works. There should be an expression of your nature. Verse 7. Okay, let me even say something. No, I was talking about the nature, the, the life of God inside you. There's a... You know, something we call the presence of God, which is God in us. Are you with me? God in us. And we found out that God in us, right, can actually be expressed in a certain manner that becomes evident in our environment. Becomes evident in our environment. We call it the presence of God, where that life in us, you understand, begins to ooze. And sometimes in worship, you know, in prayer, you can feel, I feel the presence of God. You understand? But where is he inside you? But there are activities, certain things that begin to make him evident in your environment. The presence of God. And many times, it's something that we don't teach so much. You know, okay, one, one place you see that a lot is worship. You worship, worship. Sometimes you're worshiping in your room and it's like, someone else is there. You know what I'm saying? But you know that that someone else is inside you. You just see an expression of him. You feel that. You know what I'm saying? Aha. But you know you can carry a consciousness of that presence on your inside. So you are so conscious of Christ in me, you know what I'm saying? That Christ, you know, becomes evident to other people. You can so understand that Christ is in you that you don't have to tell others that Christ is in you. Amen? They can come around and sense. Can be so strong, you know? Yes. Can be so strong. Of course, one of them is your prayer life. Spending time generating that power. Spending time, you know what I'm saying? But there's the consciousness of Christ in me. I can be so conscious of Him in me. Conscious. By the time we're done with this, you... It's a dawn on you that it's not, it's not for food that is inside you. It's time I'm done with this. You're going to see who is inside. So conscious of who is inside you, eh, that it becomes like Wi Fi. You know what I'm saying? Someone can pick the signal. Someone is just, just comes around you and just <laughs> goes under the power. Like, what happened? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Some cases you pass by a place and someone gets healed. The early apostles, right? You know. Peter would also be walking to you know to go fellowship and people realize that they put their sick <laughs> and a shadow touches a man and the man gets up a cripple begins to walk shadow <laughs> hey god and pastor Bill Johnson says it like this says your shadow will always carry what overshadows you <laughs> <laughs> How does God overshadow you? Your consciousness 
of his presence in you. To the point that your shadow becomes an extension of him. <laughs> so conscious. You know, you don't just rush out. No, no, no. I am the presence of God. If God is in motion, I am the move of God. Or if I'm in motion, sorry, I am the move of God. If God is to move, that means I have to move. You, you pause and be aware of that. <laughs> Before you go out. Yes. You know, if you always have that awareness, for example, when you play, when you sing, I'm not just, you know what I'm saying? When we say we're serving God, we're serving God, we're serving in church, you don't understand. I want you to understand and say that you are, this, you are serving Christ to people. You are dispensing Christ, dispensing life. So your worship is not just a song. No, I'm singing, glorifying him, but what I'm ministering to people. That's what we call it ministering. We are serving people. That life in you is being expressed, it's being served. As I'm singing, as I'm worshiping, I'm serving. As I'm a minister, I'm a servant. Christ flows through me. As I go to lay hands on the sick, it's the same principle. You know what I'm saying? I'm serving Christ. Yes. Healing is service. And serving people. Being a blessing. When we say, you know, in salvation, being a blessing. We're not saying doing good things. No. We're saying that Christ, the life in you, you get, is now being expressed through an activity. That is the difference between a person who goes with an NGO, packs food for refugees. You understand? And you who goes to the same place. You're not going to just give food. No. You're going there to serve Christ. To serve people. You are serving Christ by serving people. You are serving Christ to people. You are so conscious that even the bread I carry, the I give bread. You are so conscious that I give someone I eat that bread and get healed. You are so conscious of the fact that Christ oozes, that life oozes, that even something you wear, something you you know you wear. The Bible says aprons were taken from Paul. Aprons. Work aprons were taken from Paul. Here it says handkerchief, but I think that's or apron, that's aprons. His work apron, because he was a you know he was a tent maker. So the apron he would wear when he just dumps it somewhere. Someone probably probably realized that someone touched him one day and fell on the power and got healed. Say ah, this thing is magical. I said we have to take it. Say don't no, buy you a new one. Give me this. <laughs> and then I mean the one that gets me is that. It's not just that they pray and people, a of people and people got, got healed. No. People who are devils were manifesting devils. In some cases, they will put it on a person and the, the, the power, you know what I'm saying? The power, the authority. Paul never said, come out. That's why we say the name of Jesus is not words. It's not, you know, you know come out of the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. It's a life. Intention can drive out devils. You don't even have to say it. <laughs> intention can drive out devils you can be so conscious of your of the atmosphere you can what was loving you and jesus it's not that he prayed so much but was so conscious that devils cannot stay in my atmosphere 
So his consciousness became a command. He just comes around and devils begin to cry out, scream out. Because you see, the consciousness has become a command. It's a, it's a command, get out. That life is evident. It's, it's an atmosphere around him. It's an atmosphere. So that's why as a, as a ministry, you know, there's this thing called presence. It's not presence. It's a consciousness of, of the reality of God. Sometimes the most mind-blowing experiences of the presence of God is not because you pray 10 hours for the meeting. But because everybody walked in there with the consciousness that they, the God that we're looking for, that we came with him, we brought him. And you're all coming with that consciousness. A, a consciousness that you're coming. So you're coming, you are needed. You come in to contribute. You come in knowing that you're not, you not just coming to receive, you're coming to give. You, are, you know you are, you are part of what's going on. You walk in with that consciousness. And together, you now realize that when we lift our hands to worship, it's mind-blowing. When we begin to pray, this dictates the life of a... You know, because of a worshiper, this must be your number one consciousness. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. You know, I was telling you know someone the other day. I said, like Yen's worship. Yen's worship is not just fine. We teach through our worship, amen. Jesus said, "I will declare your name to my brethren." Right? Talked about praising. So, in worship, you declare, you speak, you talk about what Christ has done. But for us, worship is also a service. Actually, we see worship as a dispense dispensing of that life of that presence worship is highly supernatural to us so it's a, it's a scene you come into a worship meeting and you go you die of sickness uh-uh. as we minister as we sing as you hear what we're saying there's a life before you know you're hearing, you're hearing the person worshiping and then there's a hit in your leg because you see, person not just singing words. There's life in those words. And that life just begins to minister healing. The atmosphere is programmed. Yes. That's why I can never waste a worship session and not walk in the supernatural. Carry this, but never. Don't waste it. So you come to just stay focused on God and everything. So you come to serve God. It's an atmosphere there. Because you see, what is God's will? Man. What does he want to do to man that all men may be saved? Okay? Uh-huh. What did he just do when he was on earth? How God anointed just with the Holy Ghost and power? Who went about doing good and healing all our oppressed of them? For God was with him. Notice it says, God was what? With him. God was in Christ. Amen? Christ is the, con- you know, that Jesus is the container. God was in Christ. Christ the anointed one. God was in a man's body. But what was he doing in a man's body? Healing. The oppressed. God wants to touch mankind. That is why a person who accepts the ministry of the gospel cannot reject the ministry of healing, of the supernatural to mankind. You cannot. Because you see that is God, it's a strong expression of God's love. God's love is not a, yeah, God's love is power. For God's love of the world that he gave, he did something. Because God can do anything, you know what I'm saying? God's, God's love is power, it's potent. It's not weak. 
is not helpless. Zumbi Emila and Brava no Kusibal Hadi Arabozo Shaba Lada Yadada Zubreda. It's just consciousness of it. Yes. You know, and you must carry that consciousness even in rehearsals. It's not because <laughs> what's the difference between a rehearsal and the main day? You see, for a normal concert, what we the difference between rehearsal and the main day is what? The precision, Abi. Is the practice that makes perfect so you honor the vocals, the precision, the organization, and everything. But for us, every day of practice is an opportunity. Every day of practice is what? An opportunity to experience Him. Just experience Him. You know, when it's circle, you know, these days, you know, we teach the word, teach the word, but never forget the place of the Spirit. Never ever despise that, or you know, yes. Before it got to a point where you know I was too worried, I began to weed out the idea of the Holy Spirit being a person. Holy Spirit is still God, God is a person, amen. And the truth is that the more you acknowledge that personality, the more you acknowledge God, you know what I'm saying? We just call him Holy Spirit. Acknowledge the more you acknowledge, the more you are conscious that you carry him on your inside. Conscious of him in your environment, conscious as you pray, conscious as you worship, you know what happens? You begin to see his expression more in your life. There's a place of you initiating something. You pray for the sick. And we should always do that. But there's also the place where you understand he is now free somehow, you know, because you've so acknowledged him that there are walls in your mind that are broken down. That even without your quote, permission, or let me say the walls in your mind are broken down, are actually your will. Your will is so broken down that he now has permission. So he doesn't even need permission to heal someone. You don't have to touch the person. You could be ministering to somebody here, someone else is getting healed here. Because there's an, there's, that consciousness gives him access. Whatever you are conscious of, you're given access. That's why the person who is conscious of, who worries a lot, who is, you know, always feeling connected. You are so conscious you've given Satan access. That becomes your reality. The presence of God. <laughs> and I, I, I never give up on that dream. You see, just see places just filled with that glory. That glory cry. Just worshipping and worshipping and worshipping and worshipping and worshipping. You know? Ha-ta-ra-ba-shaba. In the Old Testament, we were dead men, and this was the ministry of angels. Yet, when that presence, you know, in that case, it was just presence or whatever it was, came in, the Bible says the priest could not stand to minister. Everyone was slain. How much more us who now have the reality? Yes, like the not, it's not just teaching. Christianity is not just teaching. There's a raw demonstration of power. And we must never, ever despise that. It's a raw demonstration. There's the presence of God that comes that you, are, you can become, you prepare the sermon notes, you've read the Greek, Hebrew and everything. You come here, you want to preach, you cannot. You just start crying. You just start crying. You just start crying. The power of God hits the place. Everybody begins to pray. Like it or not, that is Handre Sofapada. Dazido, 
We'll be known for that. That's why I'm not very... I, I choose not to be too mechanical. You know what I'm saying? No. God, he can interrupt me if I'm teaching. Interrupt me. I like it. You know, one pastor, like a pastor in my church, Reverend Dubus, will say, I like it when God interrupts my sermon. I was in a meeting like that one time. He was supposed to teach on something. And entered another zone. He said, I like it when God interrupts me. Yes. There's a place of preparation. You prepare. It's a place of just coming and then. Because transformation is not always knowledge. Because when I say knowledge, it's not always um, how will I put it? Teaching. That's one medium. You grow in grace, you grow in the knowledge. Amen. But there's also the when the teacher on your inside wants to do something. I've been taught by the word, but there are times when you just had an experience, an encounter with God. You just had an encounter with God and, and just, you know, that encounter, it could just be that you were just in the same place, you just shook for two hours. It was that that's all you did, just shook for two hours. Or you were just slain, you could not stand up. And just in that place. Just in that place. And then God just begins to do something on the inside of that person. Just begins to transform something on the inside of that person. That's the truth. Just transform something. That's why we're not in a hurry. We're not in a hurry. We'll teach you. Ha ha, about that. No, but Johnson will say that these days we all gather around the sermon. But he said in those days they gather around the presence. <laughs> the truth is that you need both. Amen. You need to be taught. Teaching is how you actually grow. It's how you are precise. You need teaching. Teaching is the number one. But then you need that. There's a reality in Christianity, the tangibility. Call the presence of God. It's real. We don't just talk about it. We experience it. We experience it. Teaching. What teaching does that? Teaching refines it. Because that thing is like a universe. Teaching helps you to know, okay, this is how you should go. This is the spirit. This is, you know, it's teaching you, you know that this is not the spirit of God. This is the spirit of God. That's what does. But you don't become too mechanical. And as I said today, there are some places I cannot worship at. I just can't because <laughs> there's nothing I love in my life. I love God showing up. I love God showing up. I, I, I can't. I'm sorry. Jesus, I'm saying, let God show up. But I'm like, come on, man. Come on. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us now, or 14. It says if you come and everything, and it says, I don't believe that comes your midst, and you prophesy and you make open, make bare the secrets of his heart. It says the man will what? Fall on his face and say that for a truth that God is among you. It's not from exigencies that that happened. <laughs> no. It's not from exigencies. He experienced the presence of God through a man. He said, no, no, God. I mean, yeah. I will come to him and say, God is here. In the days of those revival meetings, Catholic and everything, all sinners were rushing into those tents. They were rushing in there. And they would experience God. So you know, that experience is rare, honestly. It's, it's rare. It's rare. It's rare, you know. It's rare. It's rare. 
There's a place where when we gather together, we're all conscious of where the presence of God, we form a cloud. You walk into the environment, sorry for you. Walk in there and you know, we are not responsible for what happens to you. Not responsible. <laughs> but you know, you can go to a place whereby you are so conscious, you alone are so conscious of that presence. What you see that is will happen with Benahin is that he saw fellowship with God in, on, inside his room, you know, that he was so conscious. Because your consciousness that is like, it just diffuses that thing like, you're, the more conscious you are. Someone like Wigglesworth is so conscious that he walks into a train and people beside him are convicted. They're just, it's consciousness. So, it's something we call hosting the presence of God. The way Bill Johnson will teach it, I, I keep on referring to that guy is one of the best guys that teaches that thing. He talks about the fact that, the, you know, at um, the baptism of John, that the Holy Ghost came like a dove. Of course, we know that that thing was a vision. Amen? It was a vision. But he uses the word, that word I say, and remained. Obviously, the Holy Ghost is not going anywhere. It's not a bed. <laughs> Are you with me? It's not a bed. But then he says something that is very profound. He says that for the bird to remain, let's just use the analogy of a bird. You know, we're talking about spirit upon, which is that God is expressed through you. He says, how would, if a bird is going to remain on you, how would you walk? See that? He says, every step you take will be with what? The dove in mind. Are you seeing that? So it's not saying that you should walk like this with the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. But the point is that you must be conscious. <laughs> you must be conscious. Where you can, you pray for a person. You lay hands on the sick and everything. But at times when you just meet the person for 10 seconds. At times when you can't, but you should be so conscious that even that 10 seconds... It's something you can walk on every day. You can tell, I am the presence of God. I am the move of God. You can meditate. You can think on it. You can pray on it. You can become so engrossed with the idea. Yes. Yes. Because you know when I was oh, like, for example, someone that... What people call a prosperity anointing. I don't know people that teach those things. However, I know a person can be so conscious of prosperity in Christ. You know what I'm saying? So conscious that that becomes an atmosphere around him. He walks somewhere. I heard a story of, you know, it's unconfirmed, but it's possible. But most likely it's true. Whether it's Papa Redipo, so when I walked in to see someone, whether someone he knows, in the UK, walked into the guy's shop, visited, oh, bless, and walked out. That day, the guy sold everything in his store. Sold out. Consciousness of presence that God is in me. Consciousness. So conscious. So conscious. Conscious so conscious 
That's why sometimes the best kind of teaching you can have eh, is when you don't rush into this pulpit. Sometimes what do we do when we're sitting down, you know, at the minister section or whatever? A good minister will be taking time to build his consciousness. He will not be too occupied with the notes he came to preach. Your consciousness. Say, no, 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 Lord, you just pause. Say, Lord, yeah, yeah, I know I want to preach. But you're the one who sent me here. I know you have something for these people. I'm just aware of you. You are the teacher. You are the one in charge. You are the one who wants to touch lives. It's not about me, it's about you. I step aside. I, I cancel myself on this. Let them not see me, let them see you. It's consciousness. This is one of these that we learned early. I learned it in my church. I learned early, taught us this thing. Consciousness of him. Sometimes it may not be that you said all those things, but you just are aware of him. Just aware of him. And then you walk into a place. And some of the most mind-blowing meetings I've had were meetings when I was conscious of him. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about... Because many times, honestly, like, when we're praying here and all that, what was I doing? It's not, 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 not praying, no, no, you are connecting, you know, you know what I'm saying? You are connecting, you are, you, are, you, are, you are reminding yourself of who he is to you. You are building, you, you are communing. You are communing. You are communing. Your consciousness is growing. Kadama kambara fitu shabala bala brada lausi. Rinva brani la kando zonisha bara da kando yoro si prala da nazusha. brada kando si prala prala yado husi bala kadi arusa. E bradu husi plada ka. And as that consciousness forms, like you know, you just realize the more you're conscious of Him, the more people you have in mind. Because you see, <laughs> God is about people. You understand? Who has ankle pain here? Pain in the ankle. Ankle pain. Ankle pain. And then another person, it's like pain here in your chest area. And another person is that your eye, it's like something has been coming out of the eye, you know, that you have to wipe and, and all that. Who's that? Huh? <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyway, it's being healed. That's why I got it. It's being healed. Go and check. And the person that, because I see you always having to wipe your eye with the that thing that comes with your for your glasses, right? But you use it. No, no, no. You carry tissue also. You put tissue there. You always have to grab your eye and everything. You wear glasses too. It's being healed. Amen. It's been healed. I know for accuracy, there are words we don't use, like, oh, Holy Spirit, come. We don't use, you know. But the truth about it is that for us who are conscious of, we know the word. When we say, Holy Spirit, come, we know what we mean. I will never forget the day in my office. There was a day like that where I was teaching them this thing. 
and I taught them this thing about the Holy Spirit. And I told them, let's acknowledge Him. Let's acknowledge Him. And as we acknowledge Him there, man, the atmosphere changed. The presence of God became so strong in the room, everybody was knocked out, slain. Then that day, we had fellowship. And the fellowship was not in the hall, it was on the grass. You can't remember that day. It was on the grass. And that day, exactly what I was doing, I went downstairs, and the exact same thing I repeated. And I have never, for the life of me, felt the presence of God so tangible in my life. It was, you know, those days when we're teaching so much on presence, because what you teach more on, you begin to see. We would see, you know, like in a hall, and you feel that atmosphere, but you could never imagine it in the open. But that day, I kid you not, that basketball, that, 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 that football pitch full of that synthetic grass was so thick that people that just walked in there and began to function in things of the spirit. Emmanuel just walked in there, things of the spirit. You know, what of knowledge was like? <laughs> oh my God. But you see, we're not people who talk about the days gone by, amen? The reason I'm teaching is because we want to see more of those things. Are you with me? Yes. When the people are conscious of these things, what happens is it's easier for them to, for it to be generated. Yeah. You just realize that, you know, you can actually start a fellowship. You've been praying for like the past two, three days, even still past, you know, I told you guys Monday, but you've still been praying. And it's still about this NYC thing. You've still been praying, is that correct? Yeah, you've been praying. And <laughs> there's a struggle there as you're praying, because as you're praying, it's clearer what God would have you do, doing NYS. God showed you a school. God showed you a secondary school. Haya. Look that atmosphere has changed in this place. Kata ya da da kada. Handa do subra da haya kada doza. And he used my coming to dance hall to remind you to show you what you're going to do there. Ha pra pa 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 pa. Sha pa pa pa. Say diga. Kandra haya. Zigre ke luzu ke ga 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 zunu ma handa. Zuprevele kruzu pandia. Zumpia Nakala. In fact, on Monday when you guys came and were fellowshipping, what I just said to her was a dominant thing for all of you. Wow. 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 <laughs> it was dominant. God is sending people to schools. Ferenama. Zepra Padaya. Zepra Padaya. 
secondary schools. Secondary schools. God is sending people to secondary schools. And it's to the point that even when you, if you disobey, you will know as you are feeling that thing that is not where it's supposed to be. You will know. He's sending all of your missions. It's a strategy, says the Lord. It's a strategy. It's a strategy, says the Lord. It's not a coincidence that you are the leaders that are here. He says, I'm scattering you to different places. Some of you will not send in Lagos. I'm scattering you to different places. And I'm, you're going to start a walk. For it's an apostolic assignment, says the Lord. And you're not going to stay in one place. For you, that missionary journey will begin. His missions, his missions, his missions. God is sending you on missions to schools, secondary schools especially. Missions. Your NYSE is a mission here. Somebody was not around on Monday. Someone was not around. Someone knocked on Monday. One person was not here. Someone was not on Monday. Yes. Among those of you, someone was not here. Yeah, everybody come. Not everybody. Somebody was not around. Even that person. Missions. Missions. All of you. He says the same pattern which I sent him. That's me he's talking about. The same pattern. Say the way I sent him, so send that you to schools. Yes. Come. What are you people? Come. What are you doing? I'm going for NYC. Come. Come. I'm going for NYC. Come. Karabaziash. I'm sending you on missions. Zufre de Pele Prada Kandoziba. Neil here, Neil here, Neil here. It's missions he's sending you on. And I, I don't know when, I don't know how the timeline time is. But I see it's like, he's asking me to commission you guys because it's ministry. It's ministry. Zifi. Sifra Shata. Commission, you are going. Zimpra Tadira Lozi de Handi Adakuza. Deligradozi Prada Kada Hale Hadoza. Says you are adequacy and sufficiency in me. As I send you, you will go. Yes, that's the presence of God. It's a year of expansion. It's the year of expansion. This NYC year, especially with you guys, is the year of expansion. It's a year of expansion. It's a year that the yen expands. It's a strong expansion strategy. So I'm sending you far. I'm scattering you. Le prada da bala bada da gadoza. Le prada da bala kuru. 
led endura bashabala balabada balabada bakanda balabada duze bramba bagada balabaguru simprala banda huzia Handa, I commission you for missions. 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 Viva Vavia. Missions. 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 Yes, even you. Shapa ba 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 It's a making process. 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 Ali, brava devaduja, brava devaduja. Nani na 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 na. Zupeke la banda. Lekra bana manakali deduza, karaduja. Handa balivetu di malava da 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 da. Sieketus. Let's walk. Safa banana. Help out. Help out. Kaya da 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 Cobro, cobro, cobro. Hadanda. I feel the presence of God. I feel it. I just feel it strong. Hadamala Makanda. Anda Madanda. Anda Madanda. Ada Madanda. Ada Madanda. Ada Madanda. Ada Ada Leka kaka kaka kai kaka Zekra jadile Groove shotobodia And as you guys were ministry teacher on Monday the Lord told you that some of you after your NYC he was going to send you out of the country Yes After said he was going to send you out of the country <laughs> yes. After that, after that year, he was going to send you out of the country. Your missionary journey would continue outside the country. For some of you, in the form of masters. Mahadabie, Zufre Kebala Baduza, Shkambra, Zikre Dedelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelelele
Oh, I see precious songs coming out of you. Precious songs. You know, there are some people that when they sing, you know that this song was not just something they received. It's something that came from a place where it's scriptural, but I experienced it. If someone like Paul was inspired to sing about suffering, you know what I'm saying, you will know some of David's songs, you know that they came from that place of experience. It's going to be the same thing with you. You won't, right now, it is not done on you what I'm saying. It's not done on you what I'm saying. But when that time comes, 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 there's a time coming. There's a time coming. There's a time coming. Hey! It's the time of the Spirit. 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 Hey! When the time comes, when the time comes, it's a time of the Spirit. It's a time of the Spirit. The time of the Spirit. La 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 la. Yanda. Adiada. When the time comes, and this should talk be When the time comes, when the spirit moves, hey, Kelly, my la la la. Wisdom is given by the spirits. Wisdom by the same spirit. The words of wisdom, the words of wisdom by the same spirit. That wisdom you've been experiencing, you didn't know, but you will experience more of it. More of words of wisdom will begin to be expressed through you. Time of the spirit. The time of the spirit. For the hour has come. The hour has come. 
The hour has come. The hour has come. For missions, missions. The move of the spirit is the move of men. The move of the spirit is the move of men. The time of the spirit has come. There's a breakthrough happening in your family. There's a breakthrough happening in your family. There's a breakthrough happening in your family, says the Spirit of God. <laughs> Sickness is being driven from your midst in your family. Healing is taking place. In your family, Kadayaba, finances are being arranged for your schooling. It's the time of the Spirit. Time of the Spirit. Mantra bala de rosush. Hala bale kodobozu mianda. It's your time. 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 Yes, you, says the Lord. You. You. Yes, you. He says, It's your time to manifest the Spirit. It's your time to take my presence into places where they don't know my presence, where they don't know my name, where the knowledge of God is missing, <laughs> where there's a vacuum. Because it's the time of the Spirit. That time has come. That time has come. <laughs> that time has come. The time of the spirit. Hey, <laughs> just look at my hands. I feel like it's like on my body. I don't see like <laughs> like this is put on me. I, I see people are receiving things right now. There are things that God is equipping people with here in this place. Leka tuke makanda ya da 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 da. Hey, it's like fire on some people. Ha. Some people like garments of fire. There's equipment being put in people. There's there's things. Ha ya da da da. Some people encounters are breaking out in your in your life. It's an encounter. So it's for everybody. This is for everybody. Just lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Just receive. It's like a garment. Like a garment. It's an activation actually. It's an activation. Hapaya. Zupre fe tupe le fukro dosush. 
Hey! Those atmospheres that you will carry, you will carry atmospheres, the atmosphere, that presence of God, you will carry it. It's called carrying the presence of God. That presence on your inside will find expression. You will carry it like a garment. You will carry it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. For some of you, as you carry that, as you go, then expressions of the Spirit will begin to happen. Some of you, it's healing. That will be that atmosphere. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! Sinte Kodono Kutole Balakada. Ada. The atmosphere of the Spirit. The atmosphere of the Spirit. Is the time of the Spirit. That time of the Spirit has come. It is now. The time of the Spirit. I'm making your path clear. I'm making your path clear. I'm making your path clear, says the Lord. I'm creating ways for you and removing obstacles. The path is clear for you to go. That movement you want to make, he says, is clear. It's clear for you this time. Hey, Katudu. The hour has come. The hour has come. Satan Manaduzish. Take all the glory. Father, thank you for your spirit that is available in us and in this environment. Right now, I just ask that you saturate this place with a stronger, more intense <laughs> version of that presence. We ask for more. We ask for more. We ask for more. We ask for more. Stronger saturation. Yes. Sweet Spirit of God. <laughs> you are welcome in this place. You are welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> There's an atmosphere in this place. There's a kind of worship, like a like new wine, that the Lord right now is 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 investing in the air. Investing. There's a kind of worship. He's investing in the air. Is 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 that worship? That presence kind of worship. That presence kind of worship. He's entrusting us with it. You begin to experience this in your rooms.
in your closet. As you worship, you realize that it's like someone is there. There will just be an awareness, a consciousness of the presence inside you. Is that season where our consciousness of the presence of God must be priority? Our consciousness of the presence of God must be priority in our lives. Every step taken would be with the spirit in mind. <laughs> and as they fasted, the Lord said unto them, as they ministered to the Lord, He said, He said unto them, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas unto the work I have called them, says the Lord. Separate them to me for the work I have called them. Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas. Just pray in the Holy Ghost. I don't know, man. Just pray. Just, just bask in this presence. It's, that's all I can say. Just. Prepassa Andra Baladesus Jupreke Pralakantia Sudere Badas Adiedu 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 Mandra Baladosas Rabba Bazu Viscalia Badusa Kambiada Vosu Fabia Capra Zoom 
12th, 12th December, 12th of December, 12th of December. Does that mean anything to anybody here? 12th of December, 12th of December. It's not your own day, you know, nobody's birthday here, but it's a nice sibling. Sibling, because it's someone you know very well, 12th. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let this thing stay in our consciousness. In our consciousness. In our consciousness. Kapada bis Zifrada. Like that's how he kept wondering, like why he couldn't fully see his face. His face was light. Just kept on wondering. Because you know, like I was there. <laughs> when you're printing these things, it's not you are there. Because there's no distance, there's no time in the spirit. So in that moment, I am there with you. I can tell you step one, step two, step three. I can tell you how long. I can tell you how when you finish, you looked at your watch. I saw how long that take me. I can tell you all that one. I just keep on telling you. But we have to go. <laughs> hey, we have to go. Ah, <laughs> rather. Time of the Spirit. Hey, okay, Father, thank you. We just thank for everything you've done so far. We just give you praise and glory. Thank you. Ha ha. Watch out for retreat this year. Ha. Oh, bravita. Watch out. Like, ha. That was an express word. If you miss retreat this year, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. If you miss it this year, ha ya ya ba 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 ha pra pa ha. Ziprava la bandia da hosa handa. Sipredo shuprola. Handia. This year we have a lot of people that go commission to do things. This year. Ha. A lot of impartations, a lot of words will come, a lot of direction will come, a lot of clarity for ministry will come. You don't want to miss it though. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be crazy. Those three days. So like I can say, it will be, it will be, it will be something else. I'm saying, I mean, I don't even know what will happen there. I'm telling you by the Spirit, you don't want to miss it. You know, it's YMC, Young Ministers Conference. Yeah, it's YMC. 2019. You don't want to miss it. It will shape your new year. To shape 2020. 
to give you clarity for 2020. I saw people receiving words for the next 10 years. I mean, not the one that you were, hey, did it happen, did it not happen? No, I mean precision. Precision. Details. That you will just know if you are, you know, let's say you are in a particular state and you know by the book, he said, by October that year, leave this town. You don't want to know. And once you just, you just pass, reach October, you just get up and start moving. That's how crazy the words will become. And become, you just get. Hallelujah. Hey, God. Zinka. Zikrada. Hallelujah. The things of the Spirit are what? Subjects to the prophet. <laughs> okay, Father, thank you for everything. <laughs> Amen, please. Okay. Ha! Shatatayab. Feropa Malikedebo. Obrufo Supia. Take time out. Take time out with the things of the Spirit. Take time out. It's the period to go over things like God's generals again. It's the period to go over those kind of materials again. The Hagen materials. It's time. It's time. This is consecration for the whole ministry. Or the things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit. The things of the Spirit. It's not a time to rest. It's not a time to be carnal. No. It's the time to make sacrifices. To put away certain things. It's that time. Amen. Okay. I think we can close. We can close. <laughs> well, we can close. Father, thank you for everything. Thank you for all you're doing. 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 We just give you praise. Thank you for all you're doing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.